Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to the episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about one of my favourite films. Uh, it's a film I've been watching ever since I was a kid. Uh, it's a film that I've got a lot of uh, nostalgia connected to. Um, I've uh, watched this film over and over again, many times, um, and it's always been, uh, and it always will be a firm favourite of mine. Um for a lot of reasons, um, and, uh, the film that I'm talking about is the 1988 American fantasy comedy drama, Big, directed by Penny Marshall, and starring the great Tom Hanks as the adult, uh, version of, uh, the character Josh, Josh Baskin, um, uh, and the, if you're not familiar with the story of the film, it's uh, it's about a young boy by the name of Josh Baskin uh, who makes a wish to be big uh, and then overnight uh, grows into an adult uh, to the shock of not only himself uh, but his best friend uh, and also his uh, also his parents. Um, and it's a great film. Um, got a great cast, uh, um, including Elizabeth Perkins, uh, David Mosco as the younger version of Josh Baskin, um, the late great John Hurd, uh, Robert Lozier, and uh, brilliantly written by uh, Gary Ross and Anne Spielberg, and um, yeah, phenomenal film, um, also the music uh, composed by Howard Shaw is also uh, wonderful as well, very memorable. Um, but yeah, so if you're not familiar with the, the story of the film, uh, uh, it's about um, 12-year-old Josh Baskin, um, who uh, lives with his parents and his infant sister Rachel in uh, Cliffside Park, New Jersey. And um, he's your... Um, everyday um, 12 year old boy uh, he spends his time uh, hanging out with his best friend um, uh, Billy uh, Kopecky uh, he's played by Jared Rushton um, they they spend time um, uh, playing baseball uh, playing basketball swapping um baseball cards, talking about uh, girls that they might be interested in, um, but uh, yeah, they just spend their time just uh, hanging out and just doing all the things that normal uh, young teenagers do. Um, uh, however, um, one night, um, while uh, Josh 
is uh, at a carnival with his uh, parents. Um, he goes to stand in line um, to go on the Super Loops uh, ride at the carnival. And this is when he finds himself standing side by side with uh, the character Cynthia Benson, who is an older girl uh, who Josh has had a crush on for a long time. Uh, and who is so nervous that he's standing next to her that uh, all he can say whenever she asks him a question is yes, yes, yes. Um, and uh, it's only because he is, you know, he's he he fancies her and uh, he he just feels um, you know a bit uh, a bit awkward. Uh, he also feels a bit awkward because um, Cynthia's. Uh, uh, boyfriend is there he's an older boy he has his own car and yeah he seems to be very m- much more impressive uh than josh is and um josh you know feels a bit intimidated um and soon enough uh josh is called forward to uh to go on to the the super loops ride uh but unfortunately before he does he has to uh, meet a certain uh, height requirement that uh, the the um, the carnival ride uh, supervisor there says that he has to meet. But unfortunately, uh, Josh is about half a foot uh, shorter than um, the required height that you need to be to get on the ride. So um, to his disappointment, he's turned away and. Uh, he feels embarrassed that all this happened in front of this girl that he likes. Um, so he walks away with his head down low, um, feeling a bit uh, downtrodden. Um, and when he walks away uh, and uh, he takes some time away from his parents and his little sister who are at the, the carnival with him, this is when he encounters, for the first time, the uh, Zoltar Speaks fortune teller machine. And, um, yeah, the fortune teller machine uh, is uh, this uh, type of uh, amusement automaton, uh, which um, gives uh, whoever uh, asks for a uh, prediction of the future gives them a reading in the form of a uh, card um, and uh, that a lot of uh, these uh, amusement automatons uh, popped up in um, many different carnivals all around the world uh, but I think um, as a result of the film uh, big Zoltar speaks has got to be one of the most famous um, uh, of the uh, amusement uh, automatons that there are um, and um, just with like with all the other automatons uh, Josh um, tries his luck he puts in um, 25 cents uh, into the machine uh, but uh, initially the, the, the machine appears to be uh, non-functional um, but when Josh um, hits at the machine over and over again um, after a while the Zoltar Speaks machine uh, comes to life and um, then 
Josh follows the instructions. Um, he tries to direct the 25 cents uh, that he's just put into the machine so that it will uh, successfully uh, find its way into the mouth of Zoltar. And after it does, and after he pushes uh, the red button there, uh, he can make his wish. And the wish that uh, Josh Baskin asks for is that he will be made big. And lo and behold, uh, just after he makes his wish, uh, the machine dispenses a card stating that your wish is granted. And um, the, the strange thing is, is that uh, Josh realizes that the entire time that the machine was functional, which it is only functional for a few minutes before it stops working, for all that time it was unplugged. Uh, so he questions uh, initially why and how it was able to function if it never had any electricity um, powering it. But he brushes this off. Um, he and his family uh, leave the carnival. And then the next morning, uh, Josh jumps out of bed. Um, he goes to the bathroom. He looks in the mirror. And that's when Josh realizes that his wish did in fact come true. And that he is now a fully grown, uh, fully fledged adult. Uh, looking around the age of about 30 so he's aged 18 years overnight and uh, he automatically realizes what has happened that what he asked for happened and this is when he just starts to freak out um, and uh, he realizes almost immediately that his mom can't uh, find out what's happened because if she does um, who knows what she's going to do how she's going to react so he um, sneaks out of the house uh, without his mum seeing him um, and he races away on his bike and tries to go back to the, where the carnival was held the night before but unfortunately um, when he gets there he finds that the, the field where the carnival was held the previous night is now empty the Zoltar Speaks machine uh, is now gone and uh, that he uh, has no way of potentially returning to his 12 year old self um, so then he tries to go back home uh, he comes through the door the front door and he comes face to face with his mom and uh, she just starts to freak out um, uh, his mom is played by uh, Mercedes uh, Rule and she just yeah she doesn't realize who he is because she just thinks that he's just some guy who's come into the house to, to rob her or to take something and she says just take what you want just you know don't don't hurt me don't hurt my kids it's Josh that's us it's a son but he doesn't look anything like he did uh, he doesn't sound anything like he would normally um, so Josh has no other recourse but to run away from the house before his mom calls the cops um, and uh, then he makes his way to the 
to the, the middle school and um, um, he uh, he meets up with his best friend Billy and uh, uh, he attempts to try and convince Billy uh, of his identity but uh, at first Billy doesn't believe him um, until uh, uh, Josh um, starts to do the uh, the rap that uh, he and Billy uh, only know he starts to do the certain dance moves that that only they know how to do um, and it's very unique to them and uh, after a while Billy uh, realises that um, Josh is in fact Josh even though he looks a lot older Um, and after Josh uh, explains what happened when he went home and how his mum doesn't understand what's happened and that the only way to get back to being his old self is to find this Zoltar Speaks machine um, and that the, the carnival has disappeared they have to find a way to, to locate it um, and this is when they both come up with a plan to go to New York City um, to go to uh, um, public records office to try and track down uh, where the carnival uh, will be next, where the Zoltar Speaks machine may turn up next. But when they go uh, to the public records office, they're told that uh, it's going to take six weeks uh, for them to get any information uh, back. Um, And this leads Josh and Billy to uh, conclude that Josh is going to have to stay in New York City for longer than he thought um, so this is when Josh uh, decides to go and rent a flop house room uh, in New York City uh, uh, it's very run down um, motel which has a great deal of um, very different people living there of uh, of all kinds and um, it's a very rough um, part of, uh, of the city a lot of uh, sirens going off a lot of uh, um, guns being fired um, but uh, it all it, it's somewhere that is, is the only place really that uh, um, Josh can afford um, but um, he says that he was trying to keep his he- uh, head down and uh, just uh, wait to see what happens. But Billy can't stay too long because he has to get back home um, before um, his his parents start to to worry. And uh, there's also the the potential possibility that the police are going to be at Josh's house to try and uh, find out where Josh is. Um, and uh, but the next day, uh, Billy bunks off school and uh, he comes back to the city and uh, goes with Josh uh, to a, uh, a job interview um, as a data entry clerk at uh, Macmillan Toy Company. And um, because he realises that if he's going to stay in the city for six weeks, then he's going to need money. 
uh, to live on and to, to feed himself. So he's going to have to get a job somewhere. And because uh, Josh um, and uh, Billy have uh, they've always been into uh, computer games or as computer games were back in the 1980s these uh, choose your own adventure kind of computer games um, then Josh uh, just concludes that the best job for him would be in computers so when they're going through the the potential job applications in, in the paper um, Josh centres in on this data entry clerk job uh, and he goes to the interview and when he goes to the interview and he's been interviewed this is when he gets his first uh, encounter and he first sees uh, Susan Lawrence who's played by Elizabeth Perkins and um, they only see each other for a fleeting moment but uh, this is the first time that they see each other um, and then Billy uh, has to go home of course he says that he'll be back the end of the week um but josh gets the job at um at uh, mcbillan toy company uh he's initially uh, happy with his position sees it as uh, an easy job um and he does all that he's asked to do he uh, um he you know ferries um uh, paperwork to and from the copier machine and uh, yeah he just trying to keep he's trying to keep his head down until the, the six weeks are over so that he can go back to being his old 12 year old self um, but uh, Josh uh, goes to the uh, FAO uh, Schwartz um, toy store in New York, um, just to go and look at the the toys there, because you know he's still a kid, he's still a twelve year old kid, so he has this fascination with with toys, and he has this insight. And while he's at the uh, the toy store, uh, he encounters um, Mr. McMillan, uh, the company owner of Macmillan Toy Company who Josh works for and uh, Mr Macmillan is played by the great uh, Robert Lozier and this is when uh, um, we see uh, Josh and Mr Macmillan uh, walk through some of the toys that are being sold at the toy store um, and he automatically Mr McMillan automatically recognizes that Josh has this childlike enthusiasm for all the toys there and this is when they literally walk onto the uh, the foot operated electronic keyboard it's a very famous scene it's kind of like this um, 20 feet long uh, keyboard that that when you uh, step on particular keys on the keyboard then it makes this the sound um, accurate sounds of a of an electronic keyboard and is that fame is a famous scene from the film uh, in which uh, both Josh and Mr. McMillan uh, perform heart and soul as well as uh, chopsticks on this electronic keyboard and uh, Mr. McMillan is so impressed by 
Josh's enthusiasm. Um, that uh, after he asks him where does he work, data data entry and his company, that he realizes that Josh has this insight um, that he could he could do with uh, in developing further um, further toys for the, his toy company. So Mr. McMillan invites Josh um, to become a part of the uh, uh, massive marketing uh, campaign team at the company. Um, and uh, Josh goes to a pitch meeting with one of the uh, with the senior executives at the company um, uh, that is being uh, held and being uh, um, led. Uh, by uh, John Hurd's character, Paul uh, Davenport, uh, but also um, Elizabeth Perkins' uh, Susan Lawrence is at the at the meeting as well. Uh, but when um, when Paul Davenport is giving his uh, presentation uh, about this uh, this new toy that's being uh, Due to be released, that looks like a uh, looks like the Empire State Building. It's kind of like this uh, robot kind of transformer kind of a um, toy. Uh, Josh um, says that he doesn't get it. Uh, that he doesn't really understand the the, the, the concept of the of the the, the toy, and um, he says that to, to him it just doesn't seem like a a very fun toy um, and this is something that uh, um, infuriates Paul uh, John Hurd's uh, uh, character um, and uh, even more infuriating for him uh, is that Josh comes up with uh, some other um uh, things that they could do to make the, the toy a bit more appealing to uh, to, to children and um, this as I say it really annoys Paul but uh, Mr. McMillan is absolutely blown away by Josh uh, and by his ideas and uh, as a result of this uh, Mr. McMillan promotes Josh uh, to his dream job uh, which is to be paid to test toys and become the vice president in charge of product development. And he gets his own office, which is filled with toys, and all he has to do is play with them uh, and come back with his own uh, insight into what he thinks about them and come up with ideas for new toys. Um, and of course, with this new promotion, he get his salary uh, gets bumped up, and this enables him to be able to move into a much more spacious and luxury apartment, uh, which uh, he goes to see with uh, his best friend Billy. Um, Billy's just—you can't believe that Josh has been—he's in this position now where he's earning this money. He's his job is basically to get paid to play with toys and he's the dream job for for any kid really um and yeah 
Josh gets everything that you could really imagine a, a kid would get in, uh, in a, such an apartment. He gets it filled with toys. He has a, a rigged Pepsi uh, vending machine that dispenses free drinks. He has a pinball machine. He has bunk beds there for when uh, Billy comes so he can stay the night. Um, and soon there is a, uh, a party, a company party. And uh, Josh uh, arrives uh, in this very uh, uh, white um, uh, dinner suit kind of uh, ensemble, whereas other people are just wearing a uh, black tie and uh, you know uh, black suit. Um, and he really does stick out, but. Uh, what uh, seems to have happened almost immediately is that Susan, uh, Susan Lawrence, um, Elizabeth Perkins's character, uh, is immediately uh, attracted by Josh for some reason, and um, she she's an executive at uh, the Macmillan Toy Company, and um, she's drawn to to Josh and. She uh, she asks Josh if he wants to leave um, the party with her and get in her um, her stretch limo and Josh uh, agrees and says of course yeah uh, I'll, if you want to come back to my place that'll be great too um, and another great thing that I want to talk about about the the film is the soundtrack um, the the majority of the the soundtrack was uh, composed. Uh, by the great uh, Howard Shaw, but there are some other uh, songs that play throughout the film. Uh, two in particular uh, by uh, Billy Idol. Um, uh, one, uh, which is uh, Rebel Yell, which is a great Billy Idol song, and also the wonderful Hut in the City by Billy Idol. And this song plays uh, in the scene when uh, Josh. Um, and Susan are going back to Josh's apartment and Josh can't um, keep a lid on his excitement of being in this limo and he opens the uh, the sun the um, guys are there and he uh, jumps up and he looks at the New York City uh, streets as he as it's driving through uh, as Billy Idol's Hut in the City plays out uh, it's another famous uh, standout scene from the film, and uh, yeah, just 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 showing that Josh is having the the time of his life. Um, but as I was saying, Susan is particularly attracted to to Josh, and um, she says, "Oh, do you want me to come back, come in with you to your apartment?" And he's asked the question, "What you mean, stay the night?" You want to sleep over, uh, you know, put it in child's perspective because at this point he's never been in a relationship, a real relationship, and he's especially not ever been in a relationship or had any uh, any intimate uh, encounters with um, an adult because in his mind he's still a child. Um, but very, uh, very quickly, um, a romance between the two of them uh, blossoms um, uh, much to the dismay 
of uh, Susan's uh, former boyfriend, uh, um, Paul, uh, Paul Davenport, uh, who hates Josh at this point because he he sees Josh as a threat to his position at the at the Macmillan Toy Company, and um, yeah, he's and he, he hates the fact that uh, Susan is, has now. Um, become drawn to Josh too um uh but yeah Josh slowly but surely is becoming uh less a child and more of an adult um and uh even on the the night of his 13th birthday when Billy comes to the city to try and um celebrate with Josh uh and him turning uh, 13 um Josh says that he has to leave that he has a he has a date uh with someone of course it's with Susan and um yeah they uh they get closer and Josh um ends up uh, getting into a relationship with Susan, they spend the night with each other, they um, they kiss, they make love, and uh, yeah, slowly but surely Josh goes from becoming and acting like a child to uh, becoming a fully-fledged adult, and acting like an adult, he takes down some of the, the childish kind of um, signs that he puts on um his door and he uh ties up his apartment and he spends more time with susan going to places with her and mingling with her friends and uh going to help out um, one of her friends uh kid, kids whether at a dinner party and he's impressing everybody um but he's losing who he really is and who he really is is a child. He's still this thirteen-year-old child, but of course Susan doesn't know this. She just thinks that he's this adult who is got this childlike nature. Um, but uh, he's very valuable. Josh is very valuable at the Macmillan Toy Company. Um, but uh, and and because he's spending more time with Susan, uh, he's becoming more adult-like. Um, this strains his relationship with Billy, who's his best friend and who would do anything for him. Um, and soon, uh, Josh is um, is told that he's going to become the 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 lead on a new line of toys for the Macmillan Toy Company, and he ha- that he's. He has been asked to submit proposals for what they could be, um, and he's uh, he's initially intimidated by this. Um, uh, but uh, while working with Susan, um, he he they work uh, during the night, and they come up with an idea to come up with this uh, electronic um, comic book idea. Which is a great idea when you think about it, and it's kind of ahead of its time because, in this day and age, in the twenty-first century, and uh, the year twenty twenty-one, you know we have iPads and we have mobile phones, and we're able to read books on our phones and on iPads, and 
comic books and watch movies and lots of these different things but back in 1988 that wasn't anything that anybody was even thinking could be an actual reality so it's kind of a uh, kind of uh, funny watching it now and thinking about uh, what they were potentially uh, thinking about developing at the toy company and how things have uh, panned out in reality so it's kind of funny but um, yeah he's he doesn't know what to to, to really think about um, his relationship with Susan because Susan wants more she wants to know that the life that they are in a committed relationship but Josh you know he still longs for his old life because he's still a child he's still a 13 year old boy but he's going along with all that he has had to do uh, in his adult life um, and uh, he tries to express his doubts to Susan he even tries to explain to her that in fact he's really a child and she just uh, comes back and sees this as him trying to explain that he has this fear of commitment and um, that then their conversation goes nowhere um, but uh, Billy comes home from school one day and he uh, has a, a letter in his mailbox at his house and he realises that he uh, has been sent the information as to where the Zoltar Speaks machine is now going to be and uh, he rushes over to uh, to Josh's uh, office at the Macmillan Toy Company and uh, he interrupts Josh while he's on the phone and he explains look I've got we've got the information we know where it is it's at the Seapoint Park um, in New York City and if you want to go back to being a kid this is the opportunity um, but Josh is he's torn because he has these feelings for Susan he wants to be with Susan but he's torn because he he's still a kid he still wants to be a kid he misses his family a lot um, there's a, uh, there's a scene at the near to the beginning of the film that when he calls his mom to try and uh, console her and try and alleviate any fears that she has that he may be dead or being uh, mistreated um, so yeah they all throughout the, the film he hasn't forgotten about his, his family uh, but he's torn because since he met Susan he's had this affection for her um uh, but of course the morning when Billy comes to tell him exactly where the Zoltar machine is it's the morning of the presentation uh, that uh, Josh and Susan are supposed to give to the other executives at the Macmillan Toy Company uh, in which Paul Davenport is there and he when uh, they're presenting their proposal he Retorts, and he says exactly what Josh said when he was giving his uh, toy proposal, and he says that he doesn't get it, and uh, this is just him trying to get back at Josh because he doesn't like him. Um, 
Um, but Susan reali- realizes that there's something wrong with Josh, and Josh asks if he can be, um, if he can leave uh, the, the meeting, if he can be excused, and uh, yeah, this is when Josh comes. He doesn't say it, but you, you just know from his mannerisms that he. He, he, he needs to go back to being a kid so he leaves uh, he leaves the, the, the building he gets in a cab and then he travels in a cab to the Seapoint Park to try and find this Altar Speaks machine um, but just after he leaves Susan comes out um, and Billy's still there actually she's he's still he's outside of the building trying to get a hot dog from one of the vendors there and he sees Josh leaving in a cab seemingly going to the Seapoint Park and uh, Susan sees him and um, she realises that Billy must know Josh because he was just talking about Josh just before he left in a cab and this is when Zoltar, um, this is when Susan sorry uh, asks uh, Billy um where uh, Josh is going and Billy asks well who are you and she says I'm I'm his girlfriend and Billy gives her an odd look like oh oh okay Um, but then Billy tells uh, Susan where Josh went to Um, she too arrives at the uh, Seapoint Park in her car Um, and while at the park uh, Josh walks through uh, until he gets to the uh, to the pier there, uh, and after a couple of seconds, after looking around, Josh sees the Zoltar Speaks machine. Uh, he goes over to it. Uh, he immediately unplugs it because uh, he realizes that that's really the only way it's going to work, and. Um, this time, in he he wishes that he could become a kid again. Um, and just after he makes his wish, this is when Susan arrives, and um, she, because she's already come up with the realization that what Josh tried to explain to her that when he said that he was a kid was all true, and. Um, um, she she says you know that uh, you know she has feelings for him and he says well why don't you come back with me and she says no I've been there I've already been a kid I've been through all of that before and I don't want to go through it again um, and she's sad as well because I think with, with being with Josh she was able to rediscover her own child-like um, spirit for the first time in a long time and she also had feelings for Josh you know she actually believed that they could have a relationship but um, you know he he's 12 13 years old she's a real life adult um, and uh, yeah she She's despondent about it for, for good reason, but um, 
she's she's glad that she met Josh and uh, that they were have they were able to have the relationship that they had. Um, and he says that he there are m- many things that are drawing him back to his old life as a kid, but there is only one thing that's keeping him that would keep him in New York, and that's Susan. Um, but uh, he says that he has to go home because he, he he misses his family more than he can say. And uh, as I say, she's sad about this, but uh, she offers to take him home. Um, so then they, they drive home to uh, Cliffside uh, Park, New Jersey. Uh, they park outside Josh's family home. Um, then both Josh and Susan talk for a while um, before Josh gets out of the, the car after saying a very emotional goodbye to Susan. Um, and as he walks away towards his house, Susan looks at him um, and then she blinks her eyes, she looks away for a couple of seconds and then she sees Josh has transformed from being his adult self into his child self once again. Um, uh, he's still wearing the adult sized uh, suit that he was wearing before, which now doesn't fit him because it's way too big. Um, and then we see Josh give one last look to Susan, one last smile uh, before he re enters his home. And uh, he calls out to his mom, and he he's reunited with his family. Um, and uh, the end of the film sees Susan driving away in her car um, as the as the, the credits roll um, uh, with uh, Josh and Billy once again hanging out with one another uh, as the song Heart and Soul plays. Uh, so everything is back just as it was before the film started. And, um, yeah, what a great film. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen this film in a long time, but uh, I saw it just recently uh, for the first time in a long time, since probably probably to about 20 years. Um, but I used to watch it so, many, so much when I was a kid. And uh, it's... Um, a firm favourite of mine, a firm family favourite of my family's, and it's just a wonderful film. Um, it's, a, it's a film that has a story that's told in the tradition of many other films um, that tell the story of a, a similar adult uh, or child um, switching places, or a child wanting to become an adult, an adult wanting to become a child again. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, Big stands out above all of them because it really is entertaining and it's funny in parts. But it also has a great soundtrack, has a great score, uh, wonderfully uh, directed by Penny Marshall, wonderfully acted by Tom Hanks, and uh, also. Um, David Mosco, who plays the younger version of Josh, is wonderful as well. 
but the entire cast, Elizabeth Perkins and uh, John Hurd and uh, Robert Lozier, you know, they, they just, uh, they just are the characters. Uh, they're perfect, perfectly cast the characters that they that they play, and uh, yeah, it's just such a heartwarming, wonderful film, but also so poignant and uh, has a great message to it as well, which is, you know, uh, when you're an adult, you look back on your childhood and you wish that you could have those days again, those times back. But when you're a kid, you wish you could grow up, uh, sometimes you wish you could grow up way too fast because you you haven't lived yet. Um, but yeah, I can say now, uh, from my perspective, you know, uh, the age I'm at now, looking back on when I was 12 or 13 years old, thinking about uh, what it would be like when I'm the age that I am now. And, uh, yeah, you know, if I was given the opportunity to go back to when I was 12 or 13, uh, I wonder if I would... Uh, I would choose to do so because it was such a, a great time in my life but I don't know um yeah the world is definitely a different place from when I was a kid definitely a different place from uh when the film Big was made back in 1988 but uh yeah this the this film is very special film it's got a very special place in my heart um it's got a wonderful, wonderful story, and uh, yeah, some really standout scenes, um, including the the walk on um, walk on uh, piano scene, and uh, the hut in the city scene when um, Tom Hanks he's standing up in the, in the limousine, and the Billy Idol's song plays, and uh, yeah, just. Um, so many great great scenes great moments um a really great film that uh, really brings back a a great wave of uh, nostalgia for me um after watching it all all the times that i watched it as a as a as a kid um but uh yeah if you haven't seen the film uh big then i definitely suggest that you watch it uh it's a it's really, really uh, wonderful, and if, you, and if you have seen it, you, haven't, you may not have seen it for a long time, definitely check it out wherever you can. Um, it's available online, it's on Disney+, Plus. you can stream it on there, or maybe watch it on DVD, uh, um, but uh, yeah, you won't be disappointed, I'll tell you, because it's uh, just one of those films that, like a, an old pair of shoes, you can just slip back into and it just feels so good. You feel like you're back. You've gone back in time to the, the moment when you first watched it. And uh, yeah, it's a great, uh, great film. One one of my favourites. But yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, even though I could talk about Big uh, Forever, the, this, this film, the way it's... Uh, the way it continued to uh, entertain me for hours on end as a child and as it continues to entertain me now as an adult every time I get the chance to watch it which uh, isn't as much as 
um, I used to have the, the gift of time to do so when I was younger but um, every time I watch it now I get the opportunity I relish uh, every moment because uh, the, the wonderful uh, film uh, that it is but yeah so as I say I think I'm going to leave it there for now I uh, just want to say thank you for listening I uh, hope you like what you heard and I'll talk to you again soon If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, book form, uh, you can go to Amazon and you'll find um, all ten of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences, um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to uh, to the podcast, then you can do so by heading over to Patreon and searching for Mark the Poet, and uh, your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated. Um, but uh, as I was saying, I hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode, um, and I'll talk to you again soon.